0: Good afternoon, everyone. This is episode 40 of the Off Topical podcast. My name is Gardner.
1: My name is Raven.
0: And Dota Underlords was released for Linux and for mobile, totally undoing their their terrible legacy with Artifact. Plus, EA says their gambling mechanics are ethical. Richard Stallman might raise an eyebrow or maybe a beard. Plus, Lenovo laptops are shipping with Ubuntu on them. All this and more today. Uh, alright, first up, uh, Raven? Yes? Did you hear about the Librem 5 playing Quake 2? I did. What is your thoughts on this, my friend?
1: It's finally coming.
0: It's finally coming. It's right around the corner, I dude. I know.
1: You know, uh, there's another phone like the Librem now. Did you know that?
0: The Pine phone? Yes, you knew about
1: that. Uh, I, I did, I some... know it's cheaper, too. Yeah, it's $200 or 300 or something. Depends which one you get, I think. Yeah. Uh, it has all the same uh, features as far as privacy goes, but it's like a third of the cost, fourth of the cost. It
0: doesn't have the switches.
1: Yeah, it does. Does it really? It's hardware switches. Yes, it does. It makes me, because like I, the, the the hardware in the Librem is quite a bit better. Quite a bit. But if you just want a phone that's privacy oriented, don't want to spend a lot of money, find phone.
0: And runs Linux.
1: Yeah, that's right. It runs Linux, and that's that's what I want. A, a big thing people keep uh, who support the PinePhone keep saying is the Librem only works on this. The Librem only works on that. Blah blah blah. Because like basically, the PinePhone has been shown to run on GNOME and KDE Plasma, or whatever they call their mobile thing, and a bunch of others. Someone put i3 on it. I don't know why you would do that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love i3. But I don't know why you do that, but I don't know. Anyway, back to the point of the Librem. Um, It's pretty cool that it's finally coming, because I was worried that the the, uh, Panphone was going to come out before the Librem at this rate.
0: I mean, you know, honestly, I think that uh, the high tide lifts all boats, and I think no matter which one launches first with their hardware, I think it's going to help
1: everybody involved. Yeah, I just Um, hope it makes the purism get cheaper, because it is very expensive.
0: I mean, when you consider what like see I hear people say that a lot, and for me, I can understand that because I'm a broke boy, but at the same time at the at the same time, it's like uh you look at the flagship Android phones, and they're like twelve hundred bucks that's expensive to me,
1: yeah, but they also have like five times the hardware performance
0: but but that's like running Android like. This is a totally different beast, in my opinion. Oh yeah, sure. This is but, more I mean, akin to, to like an Apple device. If you
1: were to actually be able to put Linux on those phones, which theoretically you can, if you can somehow get the binary firmware blob for the CPU, you would get the same performance, and you could also get the GPU drivers for it.
0: Yeah, but but hypothetical does not. Well, the the problem is is Samsung make.
1: won't release the firmware. There are ways to like, for some of them to like hack around and get it running, but it runs like crap. Without the but I'm
0: saying button. like what I'm saying is like you're not going to be downloading, you know, Android apps on the Librem 5 or the PinePhone for that matter. And so the performance like of these of the of these high-end, you know, flagship smartphones the hardware in them, I don't. I don't think that that's an apples to apples comparison. I like. I mean, you can like one to one like the CPU speed is this, the RAM is that, the storage is this. But in, in the real world, you know, you're not going to be running the same kind of software. And the and like I said, I think that this is more akin to uh, the the iPhone than it is Android because you know Purism is making this device and they have control over the the hardware and the firmware they get the control over the entire stack where uh android google develops android and give farms it out to all these different developers and you know i, I mean all these different hardware manufacturers and they all have different hardware and software and uh, you know they have to use this uh runtime in order to get applications to work across all these different devices and it's like Honestly, I I see this as a different beast entirely, and so that's why I'm not worried that it only has a 720p screen. And that's not why I'm. That's why I'm not worried that it's got like lesser specs than other smartphones. I'm actually like, more
1: worried about the patent phone killing it than I am Android. <laughs>
0: I don't think the PinePhone can kill it. I think that the two they they are both open source. They are both uh, available. They're both working with the same kind of uh, open source software. Sort and so of. I think that if they're going to be on the market at the same time, they offer something slightly different. And I think that it's perfectly awesome that they're existing at the same time. I
1: would see what I don't understand. I guess mine is, is I don't understand why the purism is so expensive. Like I get why the pine phone is so cheap because it's just their really old pine 64 sock, which is, I mean, quite outdated. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, you know, uh, they're bringing that over and, you know, but they don't have, they're not using open source firmware either, so I don't right. know if that is, I don't know if that is creating a uh, cost problem for purism because you know they're not going to be using the closed driver for the card the graphics card right on the purism phone, which I am very interested to see how well that runs because. I mean, you know, it's it's not it's certainly not a top of the line sock by any stretch of the means. The CPU is pretty decent, but the GPU can be hit or miss depending. Um, but it does support like you know OpenGL ES three point one, and technically I suppose it also supports Vulkan. So, not no the Purism phone's not going to because it's the open source drivers. But maybe someday, if it gets popular enough, maybe people will contribute well, and isn't it, it. it
0: hasn't been integrated into. Like, EtnaVev, their free and open source driver, is now in Mesa, right?
1: Yes, but I don't know if that means it has Vulkan or not. Oh, okay. Uh, But, yes, it is. I mean, it's great, but I just wonder if, like, the the route... Because, like, yes, they're both very similar. Like, both are privacy-focused phones. But I just wonder if the, you know... I wonder if Purism going, we need to control everything down the line is what led to the price. Or maybe it's that expensive because at the time there was no one else and they could charge a premium for it.
0: I don't know. I think I know the build quality is better, both.
1: though. I do know that yeah. the build quality, like you see pictures of the Pine phone versus the Purism phone. I mean, when they actually show off the Purism phone when it's not a dev board. The plastic right. on the Pine looks really cheap.
0: Oh yeah, dude. I mean, that's going to be, there's, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons why the, the Librem five is costing more. Uh, not the least of which is going to be build quality, but also the fact that like, you know, purism is designing this thing from the ground up to be a device that the free software foundation can put a stamp of approval on. And I mean, there is a price to be paid for having ethics and to like be adhering to standards and that's one of them is that it just is going to cost more and there's going to be more development time up front but in the long run it's going to benefit everyone who's a librem 5 user and to be frank i think that $600 is a freaking bargain even if it goes up to isn't it 650, 650 bucks i think it's
1: going to go up almost as much as 800 when it comes out
0: i don't think that that's true i think it it might be it might be like 699 700
1: there we go yeah, yeah. it's going to go up to but, 700
0: but at the same time, it's like that is, you know, there's a price to be paid for having, you know, the premium device, and it, and it is the premium device. I mean, the PinePhone is its own thing. It's a lower tier device, in my opinion. Not oh that yeah, that, I'm, that, I'm that not sock trying... that they
1: use is super cheap. It's yeah. like I, I mean, I don't know what it is. Uh, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know what it costs them. Uh, but I do know that what was it uh, their pine a64 they don't have that one anymore i think they have a plus variant oh no it's the same what are they what do they charge for this thing go to why do i have to click so many buttons to see a price i hate that on stores uh 30 bucks so and 21 for the 1 gigabit version and 15 for the 512 megabyte version so yeah yeah, yeah. you know they're they're I it's pretty cheap cuz you know they're making a I'm
0: not yeah, I'm not t- gonna. I'm not talking crap about the Pine phone. No, no, like, no. I'm no, actually no. very I, interested in checking it yeah, out. Like, I'm gonna I, get
1: both because I just want to compare the two. Yeah. So. I
0: mean, with when it's only like 200 bucks, I'm I'm definitely gonna pick that up, and especially once I get the Librem 5 in my hand to be able to compare them, you know, apples to apples. That's going to be an interesting uh, comparison because. You know, I, and I will give an honest review. I mean, like, if the Pine phone has a lesser build quality but, you know, equal performance, well, guess what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm actually going to give it my stamp of approval. But yeah. I, I can't do that now. And from what I've seen, I just think that the Librem 5 is going to be the more premium device, the better experience overall. And I don't know. And it's just around the corner. So I'm, like, I know. freaking stoked so excited. as hell for this We're, thing, we're right?
1: in quarter two now. So quarter, but, you know, quarter three could be like, like September, September, October. October. Yeah.
0: Like, well, the end of September. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're probably still a ways out and they're still improving it. Um, I'm actually glad that they have a 720p display with the Librem 5 because, you know, yeah. my Samsung has a uh, whatever, 4K or something. I don't know what it has. Uh, a very high resolution display. Hang on, I have my phone here. I will try to pull it up. This is an older Samsung, but uh you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to google it because it's faster.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the the high resolution the screen, the the bright the backlight, the more battery is going to be used. Yeah, that's that's, that's my fact.
1: that's my biggest complaint with all these modern phones is the the screen is just so high res. Yeah, it's 1440 by 2960
0: that's insane like why do you need well it's really on crisp your phone?
1: i mean in my in, in its defense yeah, it's but, really crisp but yeah i'm i'm totally in agreement with you on that because it, i'm the
0: kind of guy who would rather have a phone that lasts for for like eight days on a single charge and have the screen be like 300 by 200 or something well, or or have it be like a 1080p uh uh e-ink display with no color because that's just how i roll
1: yeah well,
0: but I wish e ink was more cheap. advanced than it was.
1: You wish it was cheap? E ink's expensive. Advanced.
0: No, I mean, like, I wish that, like, there was, like, a, a decent refresh rate
1: of uh, e ink. Might get displays. there someday. It's kind of new, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
0: It, I mean, not really.
1: It's been around for, like, well, I mean, people are years. starting to actually start using it more, is what I mean. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, e ink displays are pretty cool. Have you seen those electric, uh, quote unquote, typewriters that use the e ink displays?
0: Uh, no, I can't say that. Oh,
1: I, Lundu got one. He had a video on it. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's like $600. It's freaking ridiculous. I cannot believe he got one. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's really crisp. I've never used one before, but apparently it is like writing on paper. Like, it's you know, it's very crisp. Like, there's good contrast between the color. Well, you know, yeah. the the black and the white and the grays in between. Right. So, but anyway, back to the topic. There, um, yeah, I'm I'm still leaning more towards the Librem Five. the The cost doesn't bother me. I just worry about adoption rate. You know, it's always easier for something that's two hundred dollars to get adopted than something that's seven hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I just see this the price tag as like the price of ethics. Yeah,
1: yeah I don't yeah. know. We'll see, because like the the PinePhone seems to have fairly decent uh, ethics. You know, it has hardware switches, so But the
0: um, what I'm saying with ethics is I mean like it's entirely free software and there's no there's no binary blobs anywhere. That's what I mean when I say the price of ethics.
1: Uh, yeah, there there are some interesting stuff. The, the the I don't know why we're talking about the PinePhone, phone, but I brought it up so we are. Um <laughs> it it has uh, B G and N for the PinePhone, phone. So their Wi Fi card is not nearly as nice.
0: And it's an antique at this point.
1: Yeah. I believe the Librem, I don't have it up, but I believe it supports like 5 gigahertz. I'm sure it's still in. I doubt it's, in. I don't know which one it is. AC. Yeah, it it, it says ABGN. So I assume they really? by A, they mean AC and not the original wireless standard that no one uses anymore. <laughs> the wireless well, standard, that's... I don't even know if you can find a router that even broadcasts it anymore.
0: I don't think any modern browser, uh router does no
1: it's hard to find one that would even broadcast in g let alone b right mine does n in 5 gigahertz and 2.4 gigahertz and has a quote-unquote compatibility g which i never use because i don't know what i'm gonna do with that so yeah it's like uh...
0: have you uh have you used a uh, playstation portable lately <laughs> <laughs> that thing only supports G, uh, B networks, I'm pretty sure. I don't even think it does G networks. It can connect to Gs, actually. Really? Yeah. Man, because, like, yeah, I don't geez. have G on mine. I have uh, an NAC router back here, uh, and it only broadcasts in 5 gigahertz, so, like, not even my PlayStation 4 can connect to it.
1: <laughs> oh, the PlayStation 4 sucks, man. You have to connect. Oh, the PlayStation my, my PlayStation 4, if it if it's connected to wireless, it has to be connected to G. Because if it's connected in, the download speeds are worse. But there's a huge flaw in that thing's wireless card anyway. Um, yeah, it it supports B. Uh, so yeah, I guess I guess it does. Wow, I just remember being able to connect to it like a long, long time ago. Um, like a really long time ago, you know, because like two thousand six, two thousand seven, and I had a G network and I was able to connect to it. So, hmm. and I had an original place in PSP, so I don't know. Maybe maybe there was like a uh, compatibility mode, like a B mode that I had on it, and I just don't, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's come on, in yeah. fairness, it's been a very long time. That, oh, that's
0: what it is. It doesn't support WPA2 encryption. Yeah, that that's too. what it was. That's what yeah. yeah, it That's
1: it. Because, yeah, it does support in, but yeah, it. It also can't see 5 gigahertz. It can't can't see 5 gigahertz networks. No. The the, the wireless card in that thing is bad. It's it's had a fatal flaw since launched, and they've never fixed it. I just connect wired because it solves all the problems.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, I have really
1: really fast internet. So do you. I can get maybe two megabytes a second download if I'm connected wirelessly. It's like...
0: It's insane. Yeah, I can't stand how slow Wi-Fi
1: is. Yeah, it's so bad. But it's not it's not the Wi-Fi, it's the freaking wireless card in that piece of junk. Hopefully they fix it in the next oh. one. Yeah, the the wireless card in the PS4 is completely fatal. But uh so back to the Librem, the 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 June <laughs> update was pretty cool to see. Uh it was nice to see some applications actually work actually working. I do not care about Gnome Web. I would like to see Firefox. I don't like Gnome Web. I would like to see Firefox ported over if it's not already. Mm-hmm. Uh, because on Web, it just is stupid, and I don't like it. Um, uh, other than that, everything is kind of fine. Like, you know, it was a pretty standard update. They're getting the software worked out, and see what else I'm hoping is is because unlike Samsung, where like they have this undying need to like make a new phone every year or every other year, every year. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping that they just continue hammering out and optimizing. The applications and the operating system and the phone just gradually gets cheaper as the years go on before they make a second model yeah for starters i don't think they have the resources or the money to develop a new model every year but i'm thinking like if i could get five years out of it that'd be pretty cool
0: yeah i don't really want them to like produce a new phone every year i could maybe one every two or three years but not every year
1: i'd man. say every five years but since 5G in the next couple of years will be popular, I could see like in three years, them coming out with like, it's the same phone hardware wise, but it really. comes with a 5G baseband. Yeah. I could.
0: I mean, yeah, I think like, I think like they, it just doesn't make sense for a free software company to do planned obsolescence. Yeah. And, and that's what like a, a yearly release cadence is. For for hardware,
1: it yeah. just, well, they do it to yeah. fit. They don't just do it to roll out their new hardware. They also do it for, uh, um, because that's how they fix stuff. They get money plus they apply all the fixes. Cause I don't care what anyone says. Like my Samsung, yeah, it still gets updates and stuff. But I gotta tell you, if I some of the problems I've had with this phone, I guarantee you I could get fixed if I just bought a new one. But it's how many months out? at least 3 to 4 months until we get the librum. I just don't see the point to replace this piece of junk. Right. As far as 5G, you know, I might have 1 gigabit fiber out here in this rural area where I live, but I am not going to be getting 5G anytime soon out here. No. That's not going to happen. Nope. That is most certainly not going to happen anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening here either. Um we barely have 4G
1: here. <laughs>
0: no, we it's have 4G LTE
1: here, pretty much everywhere. Um which is weird. I'm I'm actually like head remote out, compared to you. Like you actually live in a town.
0: I live in a town. I have 4G in town, but if I head out Route 1 out like east and for like I don't know 25 miles, there's no there is absolutely no 4G. So like anywhere.
1: heading towards Seaport or whatever yeah, if you yeah. Yeah. hi ah, it's right. I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> I know the area. So proud.
0: Yeah. I'm talking like the Blue Hill uh area. Like if you head out to Blue Hill, past Bucksport. There's nothing there's out, out there though. absolutely no. Huh? There's nothing out there. There's there's I mean, there's Eastport. It's like the most eastern place in the entire United States.
1: Yeah, there's nothing out there. <laughs> there's that yeah. island filled with all them million dollar homes, but they have 4G yeah,
0: that's south of
1: here though, so, uh, sort of it's east and then south, but yeah
0: yeah, but you head in the other direction when you're driving, so it's south whatever
1: you still <laughs> have to go north and then east to get to it first, and then you go south So. Yeah.
0: not from where I am, baby oh, snap Yeah, look at that
1: oh, you're going to take a anyway. ferry? it has a ferry all you go right, yeah. to what you can take a ferry to it. I don't know why you take a ferry. It Takes like thirty five minutes from your town to drive there, or you can take a ferry. All I can sit there and think of is why in the hell would you take a ferry?
0: You have to take a ferry no matter what to get to that town. No, no, to no. To to I'm, th- I'm talking
1: to somewhere else. I will link you. It's it's a peninsula, uh, not an island. Your state is just so, filled with peninsulas and islands. Okay, there's yeah, so many.
0: The coastline of Maine, if you were to like stretch it out into a straight line, the coastline of Maine is longer than the than the coastline of California. If you were to do the same thing, and stretch it out in a straight line. It's pretty crazy.
1: It's it's ridiculous. But yeah, you guys are just so, <laughs> so ridiculous. There's nothing out there either. It's pretty yeah. though.
0: Yeah. But the trees are pretty short here.
1: Are you still on about that? <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, so all the software stuff is pretty cool. And they're starting to document stuff.
0: Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to have, like, uh, this thing in my hands and to be able to freaking read the documentation and be like, oh, yes, I can do all the things that I've ever wanted to do on a phone. Well,
1: the other thing that bothers me about the Pine phone is, like, they have this phone, right? They actually have, like, they have actually shown off the phone itself, which is cool, I guess. And maybe maybe it looks really bad because they just use, like, their cheap 3D printer, and that's not going to be the final, you know, case that they put it in. Um, yeah. But have do you, how, how's their ecosystem going to be? Like, is it just going to be a $200 smartphone with some built-in stuff that they update? Like, how do you get applications? How do you develop applications for it? Because that stuff's important.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: So it, it, it makes me wonder...
0: I think it would make sense if there was compatibility between the two different phones. Wouldn't it be nice if so. it
1: just said, Hey, we're going to use the pure OS store.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool.
1: Yeah. Cause it's not like it costs anything. You can download the pure OS or anywhere you want. Yeah. I don't think there's anything really on it at the moment though.
0: Not as far as I know, I, there's not even a binary available.
1: There isn't. I thought there was, can't you get it on there? Cause it's also going to be on their laptops as well. So I thought it was there as well.
0: Oh, I don't know. I, maybe I it's not there yet. Maybe
1: it's not. Maybe it's not there yet. Well, whatever. I mean, I don't. I mean, if you have anyway. a laptop, I don't know why you'd get their store anyway.
0: <laughs> maybe you like flat packs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: All lying. right.
0: So I think that uh, I think that we've thoroughly gone over this story. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, I don't. what do you guys think about the Librem 5 uh, are you more excited about the Librem 5 or the Pine Phone let us know on the forums forum.heavyelement.io you can hit us up on uh, Twitter I'm at the Linux Gamer he's Raven67854 uh, we're also on Mastodon I'm at GBryant at Librem.1 and he is at uh, Raven67854 at Librem.1 Ubuntu is ending 32-bit support that includes Wine and gaming. What do you think about this, Raven?
1: You know we we briefly talked about this yesterday when I mentioned it and you were like, "What?" cuz you were completely out of the loop, and that was funny.
0: Well, I so when you sent this to me, like I wasn't fully uh understanding the fact that ending 32-bit support didn't just mean like Publishing the 32-bit ISO to well, they install did that on a 32-bit machine. I know. I, I I didn't even realize they had done that. that but what this means is that there's not going to be any more 32-bit libraries yep. created. Multiarch by is gone. Ubuntu.
1: And yeah, I, I'm sure you saw my tweet, which got hammered with people. Like, I did not really see why this is a problem. And I'm like, okay, but you know, this is not. Oh, we dropped the ISO. I don't care about them dropping a the 32-bit ISO. They should have done that ages ago. This is killing backwards compatibility for everything. Like, I I just, like, there's a lot of people who are like, well, you can just recompile binaries. There are a lot of really awesome and amazing programs on Linux, and they're 32 bit. In fact, I am going to wipe out my drivers and all the dependency for my drivers, which is going to be hilarious, by the way. And then I'm going to reinstall. I actually think that the NVIDIA drivers and probably even the AMD and Intel drivers. Do for certain things do rely on thirty two bit libs,
0: probably yeah.
1: It wouldn't surprise me. Now it's probably not for the GPU driver itself. It's probably for something else. Like, you know, in Nvidia's case, like the driver is clearly sixty four bit, and it's probably for like the panel or something, which is an easy enough of a fix. Now, Canonical did say that they don't foresee any problems, but I just you don't foresee any problems for what? Like, yeah, like what are you factoring in? Like it's. Uh, the Wine devs have already decided that if Ubuntu goes through with this, they're just not going to provide Ubuntu anymore. They're not going to support Ubuntu anymore. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, the thing is, like, one of the things that uh, one of their developers said is that, oh, well, if you have an application that's thirty-two bit, you can just like provide it as an app image or a or a snap package with the with the thirty-two bit. Yes, They push
1: the snaps so hard when they when people were complaining. Well, just make it a and snap it's then. Like, it's like no.
0: Well, it's like okay yeah go let's go to all the people i've bought games from all the companies i bought games from and be like hey could you provide your game as a snap package now because they don't they don't support their game anymore like and it's closed source so the community can't do it so it's like oh yeah we don't foresee any problems yeah you don't foresee any problems on the on the freaking server side of things, but as desktop users, as people who use the desktop, I
1: think this is going to be a
0: real severe blow oh, to the people it's, it's that use your
1: monumental, and, monumental. And it's going
0: to be a huge, huge, huge problem for uh, elementary and Linux Mint and all the downstream uh, forks of your project who want to maintain support with Steam and and GOG and Humble and Itch and all these game uh, storefronts.
1: There's a lot of who, software. That is still 32-bit.
0: There's a ton of software, and it, this is this is an absolutely insane decision, in my opinion. Yeah, and their, um, their reasoning like,
1: for it is to get rid of legacy, cruft, and uh, security. And all I can sit there and think of is, every, that is like, think of the children. Like, yes, having yeah. to handle more libraries does mean an increased uh, amount of security risk, but there's no way you're going to sit there and tell me that providing 32-bit libraries when you already have the 64-bit libraries is a massive security problem that you just need to get rid of you're lying to me if you say that you're just full of shit
0: yeah i don't know this is this is crazy it's weird uh, i just wonder if they're really gonna go through with it i think they are man i i think that they're going to have to like there's gonna be a ton of backlash from people who are, all of a sudden games aren't gonna work and, there's, and the whole the whole team at a bunch is going to be like, oh, oh, right. We're going to actually provide some, like, common dependencies as 32-bit binaries. Because that's, like, they have to do that. Like, there's no way they can get around doing that. I don't know. It, this is insane. And the other thing is um, Gaming on Linux reported that they are, quote, in discussion with Valve about this. Because I'm pretty sure that Steam is a 32-bit executable. Like I don't think that there is a 64-bit executable for Steam. And nope. This is and is so it. like this is going to be a real pain in the butt. What is this?
1: Uh you, you know sending? Popey, our good friend yeah. Poppy. Uh he yes. did a test of 50 games in GOG from GOG on the new version of 1910 and it is not going well.
0: Oh, interesting. We're going to add this to the show notes. um i wish i had seen this before i wrote the show notes yeah yeah like uh so i ended up um i ended up actually making a video this morning and it should be live at the same time this video uh go i mean this podcast goes up so if you want to check out my video about this youtube.com slash linux gamer sorry what were you gonna say
1: no um I just like how none of this stuff works and it's really funny because it's like, you know, it's, it's like I said in my tweet, it's stupid for them to kill backwards compatibility. Like I totally understand, like you need to eventually start moving forward. Okay. Well, the best step to start moving forward was like a year and a half ago with 1804 when you were like, we're no longer going to provide, uh, 32-bit ISOs. But yeah, they still need to that wait. makes sense. Yeah, they just need to wait four or five years and eventually almost everything will be 64-bit and then the only thing left will be legacy and at that point people will be able to figure it out. But here's the other problem. Uh, wine 64... First off, it needs 32-bit libraries in order to run uh, 32-bit games. Obviously. But a uh, 64-bit Wine prefix has a lot more problems compared to a 32-bit prefix even if you're running a 32-bit game i don't understand why that is but it's just a problem and it's happened in the past usually when you run lts or whatever not lts lutris when you run lutris it tends to automatically configure all this for you so but as someone who uses wine typically by himself i have noticed problems in like a 32-bit game on a 32-bit prefix and a 64-bit prefix usually the the wine 32 prefix works perfectly yeah. But the 64-bit one can be weird. Usually, it still works. It's just you get weird issues that you just... Like, you get no issues in the 32-bit prefix. And you may or may not get an issue in the 64-bit. So, it's just... It's weird. But, you know, I've been running Ubuntu since 2004. And if they go through with this, I'm leaving Ubuntu. This is stupid. Yeah. Like, there there is I mean, no advantage to doing this, in my opinion. Like, I do agree with people. It is time to start developing 64-bit applications and just moving forward. But this is just dumb. I I, I feel like it's canonical just trying to get rid of the desktop. Because that's pretty much what it's going to do.
0: Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, in my my video, I said, like, in a perfect world, in a world where everything was open source, this wouldn't be a problem whatsoever. Right? Because if the source was available, you could just go get the source and recompile it as 64-bit. But this just will not work for games that are proprietary and that or and especially games that don't have support from their uh developers because most games you know get released and then kind of get a couple bug fixes and then that's it you know a patch or two that's it that's all they get you don't have uh developers who are actively maintaining old versions of games and that's a huge issue, especially when Ubuntu goes and does something like this. I mean, how many distributions that are downstream of Ubuntu are going to have to rebase themselves on Debian? Right? Does Debian support 32-bit anymore?
1: Of course it does.
0: Yeah, I figured it would. And so why? I mean, these, com- these... Oh, my God. Is it possible to just take the 32-bit repositories from Debian and import them into, like, if I was running elementary, for example? No, not
1: really. No. Not not in any easy way, because yeah. they're just they're killing multi i think I think that because this backlash has not been in their favor, like even people who um because I've seen some people uh who've been talking about it across various IRCs and stuff that want to see just sixty four bit they just see this as stupid because all it is is libraries, like yeah. all it is is a bunch of libraries. you're just getting the latest version of the libraries. you don't maintain these libraries anyway. Ubuntu does not maintain any of these libraries. So, all the security stuff is out of their hand. Like, it's completely right. out of their hand. And how many 32-bit-only viruses are running around on Linux? Probably not that many. Like, if they want to... You know what they should do? They should do it on the server version first. The server version should yeah. completely kill it, and then in three or four years, they sh- or, or maybe the next what's LTS, the- they should I mean, reevaluate.
0: What's the big difference between, Ubuntu, like, server Ubuntu and and desktop ubuntu it's just headless isn't it well it's like, more
1: it's more you don't run games on ubuntu server edition
0: yeah but like if you're gonna if you're gonna have the 32-bit libs on desktop ubuntu it doesn't make any sense to not have them on server ubuntu. it's
1: more to like helps the reason i suggested is more to help phase it out gradually that way because uh, no one no one running the server is really going to run into this issue anyway I severely doubt anyone running a server is going to run into this issue of where, like, their application doesn't work. So it it slowly helps, you know, dissolve the 32-bit ecosystem. Not to mention it gives a testing testbed for them to, like, test stuff. Like, they didn't even test it. Like, it's clear to that Ubuntu post, they were just like, oh, it's just killed 32-bit. They didn't even bother trying. They're like, stuff will still work? No. Like, this is... This is one of those events like when Ubuntu first came in on the scene and it just fractured the community and was just changing, except instead of being a good change, this is going to be a monumental, horrific change. It is going to be so bad because every distro that piggybacks off of Ubuntu is going to die overnight, essentially, as far because I don't care what anyone says. Almost all of us who run Linux now, we all game. We need 32 bit support. It's a thing. There are very few people that probably use Ubuntu and would be perfectly fine with only 64-bit. There's yeah. probably very few. There might be more than you think, but there's I still, by comparison, still doubt it. And also, too, just when we're getting Linux to finally get popular, Canonical's like, nah, man, we gotta saw this uh, uh leg off. Can't have that.
0: <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. I think that what Canonical is doing here is positively insane this is damaging i think to all the downstream projects and to desktop linux i mean desktop ubuntu and not to mention the 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 reputation of linux like i mean there's there's been a problem um that people don't really talk about that much when it comes to Linux gaming, right? Like, when I first started my channel, I had a bunch of games in my Steam library, and they all worked, okay? And then, uh, you know, a couple of years later, I'm, I'm on like the latest release of Ubuntu, and I go to play like, uh, for example, Sports Friends, right? And, all, oh, hey, by the way, now you can't, uh, you know, blue uh, the blue Bluetooth stack has been updated and changed, and now it doesn't work at all. With You can't sync uh, PlayStation Move controllers with, Uh, with with Johann sebastian joust and it's like that game's just not working now and uh there's a couple others in my library that i used to play and then you know a couple years later can't play them anymore they just don't even boot anymore and it's like that's a problem like we're not like paying attention to the legacy uh we're not paying attention to legacy software we're just moving forward at such a brisk pace and not thinking about like how things are breaking and I don't know. It's just it it's kind of a uh, it's this is this is like one of the major issues that we have as a community and they're kind of reinforcing the stereotype and I just don't like this.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's going to have monumentally chaotic effect um across the board. And I think everyone who's like, "Ah, this is fine. We don't need 32 bit anymore." I think they're going to be really surprised at what works and what doesn't work once yeah. they actually try to run Ubuntu 19.10. Because I think it's going to be mind-blowing for a lot of people. They're going to be like, oh, this is insane. Yep. And, you know, I don't know. I just view it as stupid. Like, it's stupid. Like, you know, if you want to kill it, kill it in the server. And just... Because, in fairness, more and more stuff is becoming 64-bit. And for legacy stuff, there's always a way around it. But I just, for the life of me, don't understand why they just don't... Like, okay... You don't want to provide uh thirty two bit support out of the box. Fine. That's fine. It's stupid, but that's fine. But why don't you still provide multi arc? Like I don't understand. Like as long as the libraries are still being updated, what is the problem? It, it just... I think
0: they just don't wanna maintain the like Yeah, I know I I, I I know,
1: I know. It's just it's just it's dumb so to me. Stupid. It's like that's what they anyway. that's what they do that's what they're for like that's why they that's why they have the <laughs> yes. distro in the first place it's like see the
0: the thing is that really that irritates me about this right is that they're gonna they're gonna kill this and then someone else is going to be like oh here's a ppa that fixes it and then you're gonna have to like
1: uh, install a ppa yeah
0: install a ppa and then you're gonna tell people who are like oh I'm gonna use Linux Mint. To, and i'm gonna play linux mint uh gaming on linux mint and it's like okay so the first thing you need to do before you install steam is install this ppa yeah and you're like why and you have to go through this whole fucking explanation about why ubuntu killed this thing and it affects all these downstream projects yeah. and it's like that's way too much
1: information you know what step one should be install just Manjaro.
0: Step one in show Manjaro <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm using. I, like I'm I'm a Manjaro user. The only Ubuntu box I have in my house is my server because Ubuntu is a rock solid server. Yeah. But I just don't like their desktop anymore. They do so many stupid things, like pushing Snap packages, like as if it's like this the the one true solution for every freaking problem. And it's like th- I'm getting so worked up about is. this. <laughs> well. <laughs> when, when i mean when you just so bundle data, like almost
1: it. everything you need into a 200 megabyte file you mean typically that does solve the problem yeah the problem is is every <laughs> program is like 200 megabytes so
0: yeah the
1: actual oh program God. is like five megabytes but you have to include and you know i think you know i saw some people who were like oh just install flat pack i'm like how the hell does that fix this problem in what world is that i think people don't understand what they're actually doing i think the average linux user i can't believe i said that but i honestly feel that the average linux user doesn't understand this problem
0: i don't i can't say that but i feel like that's, that's i don't all I think see. we understand i don't think people understand the magnitude of this issue like i think yeah. that this is going to be a much bigger problem than people realize
1: yeah it's but, going to be chaotic and it's not games are going to be the biggest thing but it's not just games like I guarantee you Caden Live probably uses 32-bit libraries for something random. Mm-hmm. It probably does. I mean there's I don't really know how you'd check. I mean I guess you could, but you know, OBS yeah. probably uses a 32-bit library somewhere along the way. So many programs probably run. And you know what? If they don't have that one library, they're not gonna work. So it's like it doesn't matter if it's for like the most ridiculous thing, like, I don't know, some kind of documentation, you know, tool or something that they have. You know, hmm. or, or, you know, some, you know, guess what I'm trying to say? It could be for the most benign thing that no one ever uses. But if it doesn't have it, it's not going to launch. And it's, I think 1910 is going to be chaotic as hell on release. Yeah. Like, I think everything will work out of the box. And then I think people will actually go do stuff and then it'll just shit itself. Yeah. So, you know, and then people are going to have to start sim linking again. Yeah. Cause that's exactly what I want to do. I want to download all the 32-bit libraries, put them in a folder, and then simlink to them. Mm. No. <laughs> no. Ugh, I'm going to Arch. God. I'm going to Arch. If this comes out, I have ran Ubuntu for 15 years. If this if if uh, two months from now, if this is still in the feature freeze, I'm leaving. And I will never come back. Also, this will affect yeah. Pure OS, because I believe Pure OS is based off of Ubuntu. It'll
0: yeah, affect probably. pop
1: it'll affect Pop OS it'll affect uh elementary elementary linux Linux mint mint does have the debian edition so that might be saved um there's so many there's so many uh doesn't Solus uh piggyback off ubuntu
0: i thought so
1: i can't remember there's a lot of distros that piggyback off ubuntu and they're all about to just shit themselves and die.
0: yeah uh somebody um just said somebody tweeted at me and said uh Canonical uh is up to their shenanigans again and gave a link to that uh thing and then said I asked System Seventy Six Pop Guys about it and their response is here and it's in their mattermost um chat. I was reading, so the guy says, I was reading through the announcement thread from Ubuntu. It sounds like they're planning to discontinue 32-bit support across the board, starting in 19.10, and telling devs to publish snaps if they need to publish a 32-bit app. Yep. And then Stick says, who apparently works for uh, for System76, says, quotes, publish, publish snaps, and then he says, not happening if we need to we'll just adopt maintainership of xorg and mesa we already package nvidia drivers so 32-bit support isn't going away there so if 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 people want to start gaming on linux i'm going to point them in the direction of pop os rather than ubuntu yeah that's insane i like this is just yeah this is just a crazy crazy Thing for them to do. I don't understand why they're doing it. Anyway, what do you guys think about this story? Do you think that uh, Ubuntu is in the right here? Do you think they're in the wrong? Let us know what you think on the show notes, forum.heavyelement.io, or you can hit us up uh, in an email, show at offtopical.net. Alright, man. Dota Underlords is released for Linux and Mobile. This is interesting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, they finally made a game that doesn't suck.
0: <laughs> they beat Riot and Drodo to market on this. That's impressive for Valve. I, I didn't think they had it in them. Yeah. They've only been working on this for six months, dude. Not even six months, since February. Well, it's
1: Valve is full of talented developers who don't really do anything. They just... <laughs> They yep. do whatever they want, and I think for once they had direction. And well, there you go. This is the result of it. Yeah, but Artifact was Valve... a huge failure. I think someone in upper management came down and was like, "Hey, you guys actually have to put out something. Yeah, or we're downsizing." I, I, <laughs>
0: yeah, the thing is, like they they ported Source two to mobile, which is impressive in this time frame, and they have released a beta of a game. And not to be fair, they're using like existing like every asset that is in this game is recycled from um from dota too except for the music i think some of the music is original yeah like
1: and probably some of like the 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 game board textures and stuff is probably custom and but yeah a lot of the stuff is just recycled so that that probably helped a lot
0: oh yeah it's also no go ahead
1: it'd be it'd be pretty easy not well easy is a relative term i suppose um, yeah. it's not the most difficult game to program though, but it is actually really fun. Like, man, I, I actually had a lot of fun with Dota Underlords. And then it made me question I, why in the hell they ever made Artifact.
0: I tried it a little bit and I didn't understand how to play it. So I, I will, I up. will
1: show you how to play it later.
0: All right. <laughs> but I'm just impressed that Valve actually got like released a game. Yeah. And it's free um, to
1: play and you know, it's going to be like Dota and you know, they're going to make a fortune off of it. Like, maybe not Fortnite level, but they're going to make enough money to just keep it going for the next 20 years, like how they have with, like, Team Fortress 2.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean, Team Fortress 2 is, what, 40,000 players a day or something, which, or any given time, rather, so could be as much as a million players a day, really. Um, I don't know, yeah. So, and and that game's still going.
0: How old is that game at this point? Team Fortress? It's, like, almost 10 years old.
1: Yeah, actually, it feels like it's older than that. Two thousand seven. Yeah, October tenth of two thousand seven. Yeah, it's twelve years old almost. Holy cow! And people are still playing it, and it still makes money, and it still gets updates, and it still gets like high quality trailers. And some of their new maps for uh, Team Fortress Two actually look pretty good.
0: Nice. I, I haven't. I don't really follow Team Fortress Two. No, really it sucks. I
1: hate it. But <laughs> but my point was. Valve has a reputation for just keeping stuff around, unlike Canonical, forever, <laughs> and and that's yeah. impressive because like you know it costs money for them to maintain Team Fortress Two, and yet it still makes enough money for them to dedicate time and money to it.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, do that's you follow how I wish Valve games time were. Do I or follow not Valve, Valve
0: time, but um, do you follow uh, Valve News Network uh, or whatever that guy Valve is? News Network? Yeah, I don't. I gave up I after really, I
1: realized Half Life Three was never coming, so I just quit. I don't oh, view Valve as anymore.
0: No, the, well, I think they're trying to get back to it. I oh, hope okay. so anyway. But um I, I really like uh Valve News Network cause, uh Tyler McVicker is his name and he's actually a really cool dude. He when when Dota Underlords dropped, he had like this freak out. Like he, he was on Twitch, he was like, What is what am I even playing right now? It was really funny. Nice. Anyway, that's where I got most of my information about this from, so um Valve News Network is actually a really interesting. <laughs> thing. Yeah.
1: I mean it's literally getting to the point where on Steam uh out of the top what? 10 games, they have two of them. No, sorry, no. three. Three. And depending Didn't on the used to be the modern? time of day, they have four cuz you know, Team yeah. Fortress 2. So it's like, you know, they they own their own they own their own platform essentially, which is crazy that they make the most popular games It's nice. You know, speaking of Artifact for a second, they could totally fix Artifact. All they have to do is just unfuck it. That's it. (laughs) Just, and and I'm sorry for the language, Brian. This
0: is not of the PG episode that we usually produce.
1: It is not. We don't ever produce a PG episode. What world do you live in? Um, PG-13. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but (sighs) I think if they want to fix Artifact, they need to do the microtransactions like Dota. Or, better yet, just make the game free-to-play and have the ability to earn cards. And they'd make a fortune, because it's actually a really fun card game. Yeah. Completely destroyed by the fact you have to spend 2 or $3 to get new cards. It's like, uh, no. It's like, no. I don't know what they're going to do with Artifact. I-, I feel Artifact would be easy to change. It would probably still take a couple months to actually implement it, and test it. And all that stuff, so it would probably be like end of the year if they started today on it, for example. But I feel like they could bring Artifact and then they could have five of the top ten games, which would just be hilarious.
0: I, I to hear to hear Valve News Network talk about it, there is not a single person at Valve working on Artifact right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: because the guy who was freaking uh like working on it, what's his name? The guy from Magic the Gathering, he just quit.
0: Nerdy McNerdson.
1: No, the, the guy from Magic, I don't know if that's his internet handle, maybe it is, but I forget his name. But he quit, he left Valve, doesn't even work yeah. there anymore. Uh, Richard right. Garfield, yeah, there's 87 people right. playing it, yeah. People, someone would see someone would have to come in and fix Artifact. And you know what? If you made Artifact free to play, I don't think anybody at, at Valve would even stop you because it's already sitting there not making money. <laughs> it's like, right, what, what's it gonna do? Make less money, it doesn't make any money. Like at the very least, it might start making money, but I think you artifacts. Know what they is could do to dead. fix
0: it? This is what they could do to fix it: release it as is on mobile, and people would eat that shit up because mobile is mobile is like a decrepit market of scum and villainy.
1: Yeah, but I, I honestly, <laughs> I honestly do feel that if Valve wanted to fix it, they could very easily fix it, and that is making it free to play. Uh, trading card games tend to do really, really well when they're free to play. If you give yeah. a, like, look at, look at Lizard's Hearthstone. Holy crap. Like, you can earn all the cards in that game. You don't ever have to spend any money. I mean, you're going to grind forever and ever and ever and ever, but you can do it. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's I don't stupid. know. stupid.
0: I, I, I'm but under, excited Underlords to see. Fine. Yeah. I'm excited to see where Underlords goes. And the fact that it's on mobile now is actually really, really impressive. I'm actually pretty impressed with Valve. Like, they had competition from Riot and Drodo, and they were like, you know what? Let's just do this. And I think, you know you know what I think, is maybe they could use Epic as the same kind of uh, uh, competition like Riot and Drodo were for this and do something awesome. Well, have you seen the new score update coming? Qualms. Finally? Yeah, but that's been in the works for. Two years, dude. Two?
1: No, try four.
0: <laughs> the 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 library update? Yeah,
1: it's been like four years now. Three years, something like that. Has
0: it really been yes, four years? Yes, it's been years? three to four oh years since I That's first. That's what I'm talking saw... about. Yeah, I know. I know. That's I the know. kind of stuff that I'm talking about. You know it is? It's like Because oh.
1: they don't have direction. It's it's a proven fact in a company. Yeah. You need direction, and they don't. You know have what direction. else? Your managers you not know, to be dicks, but they at least. Well,
0: you know, need like. Down in uh down in Antarctica where there's penguins, right? Like, penguins aren't afraid of humans. Do you know why that is? No. It's because there's no natural predators to attack penguins. And so they just kind of like, oh, hey, 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 human. How's it going? Well, I'm not afraid of anything because I don't have natural predators. Guess what? Epic is a natural predator to valve. That's what Epic is. Yeah. And they don't recognize it.
1: Yeah. I think they do. But on the other hand, Epic is kind of pretty hated right now. So, like, Epic's kind of eating itself alive right now.
0: Well, one can hope, but I, I'm not. I mean, so they kind of went in
1: front of <laughs> what they did in front of UK Parliament, which is so funny. Uh, oh, they yeah, need to fire that lawyer! That. God, they need to fire him. That was stupid. EA was also stupid, equally as stupid. But Epic is just doing such bad stuff right now, and Tim Sweeney such a moron oh my god you know he he's like you know what he said and this is funny he he was like valve has exclusives and everyone was like what are you talking about and they're like and he was like dota 2 and counter-strike people were like no one would care if you were making your own games exclusive to your store because it's your game you can do whatever you want with it what people have issues with is you taking other games and turning them into exclusives. That's what people also, have issues with.
0: Let's not forget that Valve, like, have published many of their games for other platforms. I like, I have the Xbox
1: um, on the 360.
0: Not only that, but like, it's I uh, can exciting. you can buy Portal Two on a on the Nvidia Shield.
1: I forgot they did that. You can also buy Half Life Two there.
0: Yes, you can, and it's like they're not I exclusive. It. I bought it
1: it's fun to play I, on the shield don't ask why it's fun to play on the shield i don't know
0: dude i love the shield the shield's actually really cool yeah i
1: have i have the original shield and then i have the new one the little uh uh
0: tegra box for your pc for your tv
1: yeah the the one that's like a mini game console but i have the original one yeah you know the one that's like a game pad and you like flip it up and you get like a screen and stuff
0: how often do you use that though
1: i love that thing dude if it had really? newer hardware like a, like a tegra x1 I would use it all the time because I would love to play. There's a couple, there are a few mobile games I would actually like to play, but I don't have a good way to do it on my phone because, well, I mean, I can't. There's a mobile game that's uh, Shadowgun Legends. It's really fun. I actually enjoy playing it. Uh, But I don't play it that Hmm. often because uh, touchscreens suck, and they are not a good anything for games except for, like, Civ.
0: Right, a one-button-punch game. Yeah, top of the jumps. Anyway, what do you guys think about uh Dota Underlords? Are you excited about that? We're going to talk about the epic game uh the epic and EA hearing at UK Parliament now. <laughs> what do you think about this, man? The EA EA saying that their fucking gambling mechanics are ethical.
1: <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess if that's ethical, then I guess ah uh... I I don't know. I I thought that was stupid and that both lawyers for both companies should just be fired and booted out the door because all they did was make themselves look stupid.
0: I think that uh, EA and Epic and uh, any of these companies that engage in this stuff should be like, just shut down completely because they're evil.
1: You know, (laughs) you say this, right? But uh, I've been uh, prototyping a fun little uh, WebGL game and if I were to actually yeah. make it as a, a commercial project, I would make it free to play with uh, microtransactions slash loot boxes. But
0: there's nothing wrong with microtransactions. What's wrong is gambling mechanics, literally building a casino where you control the odds. That's what's wrong. Yeah. That's what's wrong with Message
1: this. Zappa someday and ask him about some of the games he's worked on and ask him how that stuff works. No joke. Ask ask him someday and he will tell you how some of it works because I asked him for some advice for the, for the idea that I had. And, um, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could ethically do that. Like, I, I don't think I have it. You know, I, I'm a capitalist at heart and I'm a brutal man when it comes to business. Couldn't do it. Not brutal enough for that. I just, no way I could live with myself for that.
0: Taking, taking like people's money and just, and like, I feel that you, you know, can make good money and them.
1: not screw people over. Like, one of the right. examples he gave was, and I won't, I won't say, like, what game he worked on or anything, because, you know, uh, but I will tell him his example. If you want to know, you can just message him and ask him about it. He, he'll gladly talk about it anywhere. It seems he has no issues with it. But uh, they had different tier loot boxes, right? Yeah. And they all cost, like, a dollar more or so than each other. Do you know what the difference is? In terms of chances of getting a, a certain item, was between the cheapest and the lo- most expensive.
0: I would imagine it's like a fraction of a percentage. Four
1: percent, four percent, really? But it's like five dollars more. But it's only a four percent item increase. That's it. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. That is wrong. That's worse than a casino. Yeah, because it's like well, it's like thing. okay, yeah, okay it's 4% more than the other one but the odds of getting you know a really good item is like instead of you know 1% it's 1.4%. It just happens to be 4% better than the other one. So that's how terrible it is. Yeah. And it's set up so that people who buy a lot have a even higher chance of actually getting it because they want to keep those people buying.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And it's
1: brutal. So the more money you spend you you have like some internal thing that like ticks it up based on the fractional amount. And he said eventually, if you spend enough money, you start getting really good stuff. He said it caps out at some point, but I was like, oh my god, that's so bad, that's so
0: bad. Basically, they call them whales, Yeah, and man. like you have to keep the whale invested. You know, that's the thing. It's like if you're if if they've spent like you know a hundred a couple hundred bucks on your game you want to keep them uh, getting good stuff every once in a while so that they'll stay addicted to, to buying your crap and it's like that is so unethical that is so disgusting and it's like it makes me so sick to know that I'm like that I feel uh, that I'm part of an industry that's part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not part of it, but I feel like I am a, a little bit included in that in- industry just because I, I talked about games on my channel and it's like, I don't know, dude, we'll be it's someday. so gross.
1: Um. Well, the other thing too, is just going back to like what, you know, when I was talking with Zappa, uh, one of the games he worked on, they had a customer who would like who they spoke to at some point. I don't know how, but whatever. And this was, these are all mobile games, by the way. And he would just buy whatever the most expensive loot box was. Whatever the most expensive loot box was. Didn't matter what it was. He'd buy it anyway. So one day Zappa was like, I will make a loot box that even you can't afford. Zappa made a $5,000 loot box. He bought them. He bought a 10000 He made a $10,000 loot box. He bought that too. Made a $20,000 loot box. Dude bought that as well.
0: What the
1: hell? I know. And uh, management stopped him because they were worried about chargebacks if he went any higher. Uh, And then he was telling me this other fun thing that they do, and I've seen them do this one. So what you do is you take a loot box, and this is usually one that, like, has guaranteed items in it, you know? And you put limited time only or uh, once-in-a-lifetime or, you know, like, you make it seem like this is the only chance to ever get it. People buy it like crazy. Well, like a month or two later, what you do is is you put out that same loot box, change the name, and put the same thing on it, and he said it sells, and no one ever says or even notices. Of course not. And I'm just like, ugh! It's, yeah.
0: But I did get some good
1: ideas for him. Like, both on what not to do and what to do. Because, in fairness, you do have to make money at the end of the day. So, I've come up with a couple different ways. Yeah, I don't mind random chance. It's just I feel like I feel like what I'm gonna try to do is, is, and it's gonna shoot me in the foot, but I would like to. Well, we'll talk about it later. We don't need to talk about it on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's bad as far as the EA thing goes. I think they're just moronic, because see, for Battlefield, it's fine, right? It's really not that big of a deal. For Battlefront, though, it was terrible because it was like the only way to do anything. Um, although they changed that, of course. Cons- from the massive backlash, but it's like and Fortnite is the biggest offender of this shit. Fortnite is worse than EA because EA really doesn't do that stuff anymore because most of their games have died. So yeah, what who is gonna like? They don't have the remember EA used to be big into free to play titles. They had tons yeah. of big money making free to play titles. Well, they
0: had Anthem and Star Wars Battlefront Two and a bunch of these. Well, games. see
1: Anthem, Anthem though you don't need to buy the cosmetic stuff, so it doesn't matter. Like you don't need like because Anthem you spend sixty bucks whatever you got the whole game you get the updates that they give you and all the free content and all that stuff and yeah there's loot boxes and I put that in quotes but it's like who cares like it's all cosmetic who gives a crap you know like my big my beef with cosmetics is when like in games like say Fortnite where it kind of makes a difference although Fortnite it is mostly cosmetics but the way they have their uh. Llama Piñata's setup is wow. Like they have they have gotten that down to an art as far as gamification goes. Good lord. I don't know if you've ever played I Fortnite. I actually have never
0: played Fortnite. Uh,
1: yeah. You know what's really fun though uh, about Fortnite? The co-op mode, the what? mode they don't care about anymore. The original mode that they spent 5 years making for Fortnite that ended up them not making Can you imagine that? That is literally what they spent all the years. Because I was in two alphas for Fortnite. And I was really happy when it came out. I was really excited. I got it. And I was really, you know, I was pumped. I was like, this is awesome, right? And then they made Battle Royale. And then the co-op mode is just, they don't care about it. Because you just, you build a base and then you defend it. Like, it's actually really fun. You build traps and all this other stuff. And all they care about is the Battle Royale because people are spending Million, yeah. You know, what like two billion dollars a year on microtransactions? Yeah, of course that's all they care about.
0: That's insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I that know. they compared it to a Kinder Egg though. That's just dumb. You know a what? Surprised, kinder too. Eggs don't cost me hundreds of dollars to get something, and they only have a few things in a Kinder Egg.
0: Right. Um, I thought it was funny because my uh, my friend Carl uh, his uh stepdaughter uh plays with lol surprise have you ever heard of that nope it's like kinder eggs except it's like dolls and like there's like little like cosmetic things for dolls and stuff in them and uh i thought that was pretty funny because they were like oh it's like kinder eggs or lol surprise and i was like oh i actually know what lol surprise is (laughs) wow yeah yeah except no matter what the
1: kid gets they're gonna get something that's enjoyable
0: yeah exactly uh, I don't know. I, I just think that this is like so disgusting. And companies like, and you know, Valve is guilty of some of this too. Like CSGO, like sh- the way that the, the, the loot boxes or whatever they call them in that game work, they should just be. Yeah, held but the thing about loot stuff.
1: boxes in CSGO is, is you can earn the keys and stuff. Like you don't have to buy it. You can end up right. with a lot of crates though. <laughs> and the other thing yeah. too is it's all cosmetic there there's there's no gameplay advantage to that stuff but the
0: cosmetic dude like the thing about cosmetics though versus gameplay changing things that really doesn't matter to me like the way that this works is you're buying things you're exchanging real money for things that don't actually exist yeah and like and it's like and it's things that are totally ephemeral in a game that's not going to be popular in like three and a half years no one's even going to remember fortnite yeah. Like nobody's going to be playing it. Well, and CS wasted... still around. Say what? CS, well, Go CS, is CS still goes around. around, but that's because Valve doesn't innovate. But the... <laughs> well, I think it's
1: also too Valve will listen. Like their loot boxes are geared to the way their community wanted it to be. Yeah. And in Valve's case, you know, you don't really have to spend money to get this stuff. Yeah. You know, to open up them crates, you're gonna. Have, I forget how you earn them keys. Maybe you well, have to buy them keys. I can't remember. There's a way to do it. Can't you like also
0: actually sell items in, in yes. CS:GO? Dude, yeah, they're okay. nice so that's skins a different that sell too. for like
1: three, four hundred dollars. Well, it, it creates an ecosystem. So yeah. there's an ecosystem within Valve. So like, you know, it might cost you four hundred dollars to randomly guess for like to get a chance to get a skin you want, or you can go on the marketplace and spend two hundred bucks. So I think that's where Valve kind of gets its quote-unquote pass is that it's not really random. I mean, it is random, obviously, but you can also just go buy it. Yeah. Which, you know, that makes a huge difference. Now, Valve doesn't like it when you buy stuff off their store. Valve is not a fan of that. Remember all them CSGO skin sites and stuff? They did not like that. And I know why they didn't like that, because that, one, it was shady, and two, they were having problems with scammers, and they were just like, you know what, we're done with this, you're not allowed to do that anymore. And I don't blame them on that one.
0: And there was, like, that guy on YouTube who was, like,
1: scamming like, it was like,
0: well, it was like a gambling site for kids to gamble on CSGO skins.
1: Yeah, that's kind of illegal. Yeah.
0: Anyway, what do you guys think about this? Do you think that uh, companies like EA and Epic should be held accountable um do you think that they're building their own like casinos or do you think that uh, what they're doing is totally fine let me know let us know in the forums forum.heavyelement.io you can send us an email at show at offtopical.net All right, the last story of the afternoon, Raven. Lenovo laptops are now on sale, and you can get Linux pre-installed on them. What do you think about this? That's pretty cool.
1: Um, but, hmm, wasn't Lenovo that company that was putting, like, that their crappy garbage stuff, like, directly in, like, the firmware or something?
0: I don't know. I don't remember that.
1: I thought it was. Well it doesn't matter anyway. It's nice that it's coming with Linux. Also Red Hat certified. Yeah. Or or Red Hat Linux certified is an option. Right. Um,
0: well he the thing is like these are like the ThinkPad line. And so like ThinkPads used to be manufactured by IBM. Yep. And now Red Hat is an IBM product. Synergy. Corporate synergy.
1: <laughs> yep. And now Ubuntu's gonna kill thirty two bit.
0: <laughs> yeah that's gonna be an issue i don't know this is this is cool though i mean just the fact that like lenovo has these machines for sale and you can get ubuntu on them i think that that's like really awesome i mean i mean like that's really cool and and these are like 1500 laptops of course but um, oh, yeah
1: thinkpads are expensive but they're really nice yeah.
0: and they're geared towards professionals uh but like the fact that linux on the desktop is uh, like kind of entering the corporate world now. Like it's been in, in the corporate world forever, but that's on servers. So the fact that like now you can get a professional uh, Lenovo laptop with Ubuntu pre-installed on it. I mean. Yeah, Linux
1: Linux is finally getting somewhere and now Ubuntu has to kill it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Pop! OS is like kind of going to be the the place to be after ubuntu dies or manjaro that's what i like
1: i'm just going to straight up arch
0: uh i don't care to install Ah, every package that i need
1: you're fine you're fine (laughs) i mean in fairness you don't have to install every package you need it does grab the ones you need come on it's not it's not that barbaric it's just you know if it doesn't happen to have it in the arch repository you tend to have to compile it but that's fine
0: well, I love the AUR. That's one of the reasons I use Manjaro. Yeah, the AUR is just sick.
1: Yeah, Manjaro uh, has a really good tool for browsing the uh, OR, whereas Arch by default, uh, no, it's not really that great. Hmm. But Manjaro has that really nice software center or whatever. It, I forget what it's called. I don't use yeah. Manjaro, but I will give it props for having a really great system for searching.
0: Yeah. I really like manjaro i like ubuntu um,
1: but they don't like me so
0: <laughs> ubuntu wants to just be a, a cloud services company now. yeah it they does. don't want it's to do very obvious like
1: it. with that change it's very very yeah. obvious but it's interesting to me because what if this ends up killing them in the server because now they don't have any users that use their operating system
0: uh, yeah i don't know dude this is terrifying <sighs>
1: Anyhow, despite the (laughs) awkward silence there, uh, it's nice, like I said, that Lenovo is going to include, um, you know, uh, Ubuntu. And apparently Lenovo, uh, they have something called the, what, the LFVS or whatever. You can upgrade the firmware from Linux.
0: Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hang on. That's really cool. Sorry. There's also a... uh they also have a proprietary ethernet dongle port apparently on their machines so that's like negative points for me in the cool space they have usb3 thunderbolts on these machines there's two of them um but yeah i don't know this this looks cool um i'd rather have like a straight up like uh you know system 76 or pure os device but I mean, this is really cool that, like, a mainstream manufacturer is including Linux on their machine. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, Raven, I think that might be it for the show today. What do you think?
1: Aw, oh, well, it's unfortunate. I should have rambled more. I need to <laughs> get a show that goes over two hours just for the lols.
0: We're already at an hour and 20 minutes right now, dude. you? Uh, now, now. anyway um, if you guys uh, enjoy our work you can support Raven on Patreon Raven's at uh, Raven67854 isn't that right Raven? that is correct and uh, I'm uh, at the Linux Gamer on Patreon Um, but this has been the Off Topical Podcast and uh, thanks for listening I don't know that was a weird exit
1: yeah you're good